preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. It's your boy Bird. And I'm A4D. And this is another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Today, we'll be pouring up shots of Jameson, like the white boys. Is that what this is? That's what it is. Uh, today, we want to shoot to, first, cheers. cheers. Oh, uh, our boy Jay can't be here today. He called in, the, um, he's on a flight coming back from Texas right now, so he wasn't able to make it today for recording, so he told us we can go ahead and uh, record without him, man. Sacrifices. Yeah. So, um, it's just us for now. But uh, we're going to shoot to the fly that was on Mike Pence's head <laughs> that, last night. Once I take this shot, I'm going to tell you something. That wasn't no real fly. I just want to go on the record and say that that was a drone. <laughs> that drone was sent in to land on that man's head and just sit there to distract us from what he was saying. We're not talking about what actually was discussed during the debate. <laughs> But the fly that was on his head, how do I know this? Because they know how black Twitter works. They took advantage of us. Bro, black We've Twitter. Had. <laughs> Bro, black Twitter called that fly, fly Sean. I would say I've been laughing about that shit ever since. They're like, damn, fly Sean really did it. <laughs> but bring up black Twitter, man. So let me tell you uh, something else about that. Oh, <laughs> April's out here laughing at Mike Pence. But when I say y'all should look at her eye right now, she all. literally has a Mike Pence eye. Her left eye. It's your left eye, right? Bruh. First of all. <laughs> now, I told look, her left eye is so red. I told her, like, bro, you got to quit farting on them pillows, man. So, first of all, I'd like to go on, um, on record to say that I went to the doctor yesterday. and He gave it some E-word, but basically... My eye is irritated. So I went to go get some eye drops today. And of course, they did not put the prescription in, which is why I'm about to start switching to all black health care providers. Because you know what? Nigga, if you th- if you talk about folks that's going to be late. They'll want- <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'd be like, you know, but th- that's us. That's what I, I would expect that. But like, you know, from from Sally and Sue, like, come on now. You can forgive, you can forgive it from the niggas, though. That's what you're saying. I, like, I can forgive that. I can give some grace. But I'm like, I waited a whole day. Went to the store, sitting there waiting on them to give me my stuff. And she's like, uh, we don't have anything for you. So now, you know, it's another day. Whatever. Another day, another eye. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, man, we're talking about Twitter. Let me tell you what I've been taking on, like, an onslaught. What heel I've been dying on day after day on twitter and i like for y'all that don't follow me on twitter let me say it's at bird the builder b-y-r-d-t-h-e-b-u-i-l-d-e-r the hill that i die on all the time y'all gonna quit coming at candy corn like i love me some candy corn they have been on my head about Candy Corn. And let me tell you, I didn't try to like at Candy Corn, but Candy Corn doesn't have like an official account. So it's like I don't even have any like real backing. So I just got to find other people that like Candy Corn to <laughs> help me out in this struggle, in this argument. I can stand in your corner because I actually enjoy Candy Corn. Bro, Candy Corn is so 
fucking good. I was weak though, because somebody compared it to like a candle, and I was like, <laughs> you know, like the texture. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but it's good. It's a nah, good candle. Hey, look, nah, I did see that. I think they said like uh, candy corn tastes like flavored wax, and I, just, <laughs> and I was like. As, although that is funny because that is a very accurate <laughs> depiction of it, you would not sit up here and just defame candy corn like that. I'm still waiting to taste that candy corn. And what did you say, peanut? Bruh, bruh, let me tell you. If you take the candy corn, just regular candy corns, and like regular peanuts, and shake them up in your hand like you're about to shoot dice, because you got to shake it up first just to wake them up. Let them, uh, like you like gotta, the ice? Exactly. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> So you do that shit and then you eat that shit together. That bitch tastes just like a payday. You heard that shit here first. For y'all that don't know, do that shit. And it has my stamp of approval. It's going to blow your mind how good that shit is. I'm going to try that. I remember I you said it and I'm going to try it. Because I'm a I'm a candy corn fan. Bruh, I used to have it in like a little jar on the kitchen table. Oh. But you know what happened? What happened? Everybody ate it because it's that damn good. Mm. Everybody ate it. Can't mm. keep it in the house. Mm. But talking about Twitter, man, it's been something that's been sitting on my heart that I, I like. This is April's first time hearing this, right? And I won't. I don't even know if I'm gonna continue to give people like this like shine because let me tell you what y'all don't understand is that we haven't even officially launched at this point that I'm like about to say this, but we already have like fifty to sixty listeners. Like shout out to y'all, bro, because they say like. April and B Dub and J and them, they don't they don't look at the analytics, but I do. And we I don't know how the fuck this shit gets around the world, but it does. So we got like fifty to sixty listeners, fifty to sixty listeners already. So this person at underscore no at yes indeed. That's what it's supposed to be. So it's Y E S underscore I N D E E underscore D. She said and I quote, the Lord ain't called all y'all to make a damn podcast. I saw that tweet. You saw that shit? I saw that and I thought about you and I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave that alone. Now, leave alone. You know, I replied. You did? Hell yeah, I replied. Because this, this is the thing that bothers me about that tweet. Niggas, in particular, don't mind like shitting on other people that are at least trying right and so look at us for a tbc to the listeners which i don't know is that in order for us to put these shows together we have production meetings every monday and we really flush out topics we go home with homework we have another production meeting right before we record and we put like a lot of time and a lot of effort in just bringing together an hour's worth of quality, what we believe to be quality content. Like, we really, like, try. Right. And it, it's it's fucked up to me because somebody like, yes, indeed, whoever the fuck this motherfucker is, like, bitch, you just ain't got to listen. Because think if we were, like, soft motherfuckers and they really got to us and I was to call everybody like, you know what, man? Like, you know, maybe, we, you know, too many people doing this shit. You know, we just need to let it go. Like, I just said, we got 50, 60 listeners, and, but we haven't even officially launched it. Right. That's the thing. It's like, I I hate when, like, on one side of, of the spectrum, you have people that are pushing people to go out and go for your dreams and do whatever and, you know, find your lane and go in it. 
And then there's like hater Twitter, hater mm. social media that always got to throw salt on everything. And like those are the people that typically that are sitting at home and they don't do anything. Right. And so so it's like, don't tell me that we can't do a podcast because nobody gives a fuck about what you got to say. Because the, this is the thing. This is the dope thing about podcasts. And I'm just going to tell you how I feel about it. Um, we're all out here on an even playing field. Meaning, so let's take us a, a relatively like bright star or somebody big, for example. Let's say I like her like a motherfucker, like Drea, right? I love me some Drea Michelle. Of course. Boy, I love me some Drea. But I can really believe that if she had a podcast, I probably wouldn't give too much of a fuck about what she got to say about anything. And that's no 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 shade to her particularly but in order to have this kind of conversation to create these topics and to you really have to think about what you're talking about why you're talking about what are you bringing to the table what original takes how are you going to express yourself it takes certain depths so therefore it's not about just the big names like don't get me wrong dre probably have a podcast that bitch will have thousands and thousands of listeners mm-hmm. out the gate. But shortly after, if she's not bringing anything to the table, people aren't going to listen. And that's the thing about it is like even when you have what people call um, lanes to be saturated or areas to be saturated, everybody has their own splat that they put on it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I feel like even if, you know, like you said, there are a lot of people starting podcasts right now, but mm. then like we have our specific little area that we're in and I feel like, you know, hopefully listeners will like us as people and they want to hear what we have to say. And if you don't like this, you can still listen to what we have to say. Right. Cause it's crazy. Like somebody just hit me up the other day. I think it was uh yesterday actually. And they text me to tell me that they were watching searching because that was in the episode of this shit legit. And yes. I'm just like, oh shit. Influencing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. So it's like, shit was so dope to me because it means that it was validation mm-hmm. of what we're doing. Right. I took the time out to, we've invested in this. That's what people don't understand is like the people that put podcasts together, like especially like just the decent ones. It's so much involved when it comes to like even investing in just the equipment to put this down in a digital format for people to listen to. Like people have put money for people have put time aside. When we get done recording, you know, we, me, you, B-Dub might spend hours up, you know, just editing to make sure that we put out a quality project and motherfuckers like, yes, indeed, this bitch. She come out here, and, and the thing is, she mad that folks just putting out podcasts that she ain't got to listen to at all. I ain't even listen to them. Like, for what? I, I just, I want us to stop throwing salt on stuff that we don't like. Like, if you don't like it, why are you wasting your seasoning? Bingo. I just made it up. I, I like hope somebody that heard that. I hope I like somebody that heard shit. that. No, the way that that shit is about to be on somebody's t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> don't steal that. Copyright. Let's see. Hey, Where's the little R? Now, now fuck that shit. TVC, TVC about to make them shirts. Okay, we can do that. Right. So, but, <laughs> dog, you, you bring up a good point because it's like somebody like Yes Indeed that's at 
Y-E-S underscore I-N-D-E-E underscore D. Because let me tell you, on Twitter, I don't mind putting folks like usernames and shit out here. Because I hope that we get to the point that the other, that our listeners, we haven't got a good name for the listeners yet. We're talking about calling Spade Partners, but we'll see. But I want our listeners to start attacking these folks' mentions and be like, this bitch. But like you said, she made this derogatory remark to people trying to crack into the podcast world. Podcasting hasn't even been out on a large scale for like a year, two years, something like that. And now it's people popping up making million dollar deals just off the podcast world alone. Right, right. So let's say TBC, Black Card, we start gaining a lot of followership. Maybe in like next year, Spotify might come to us and offer us a million dollars. Hello. My thing is, like like I said, stop throwing that salt, number one. And number two, like, let's support each other as black people. You know, like, not too long ago, what was it, Issa said she was rooting for everybody black. And uh-huh. then Wale made the song. Yeah. And we be rooting for everybody that's black until it's time to root for black people. Right. Like, we tear each other down. Let's root for each other like like white people root for Trump. That <laughs> man could be like two plus three is seven. They'd be like, well, it's seven. Like, look at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying though. So it's the thing is like, because I look at it like this. I don't even want pity listeners. Like, if you don't fuck with it, like some folks, they don't even fuck with podcasts. Oh. They might even <laughs> fuck with TBC, the black card, and that's fine. But if you don't fuck with it, just don't fuck with it. And ain't going to be no hard feelings. Some of my best friends, like, I got Jared Thomas is my tight man, super, super tight man. He does not listen to podcasts. Like, he'll watch the YouTube sh- shit, but he does not understand verbal, commute, like, verbal conversation. Uh-huh. Like, in your downtime, like, he's always, like, riding the music and shit. That's fine. I know that my nigga would not listen to my episode and now that's one day. Okay. And that is a okay. Because he's telling me all day, he's like, nigga, put that shit on YouTube so I can watch it. And, you know, and that's fine with me. Because you know what else he's not going to do? He's not going to shit on podcasts either just because he doesn't listen to right. them. You know, so it's just, and I don't know, this bitch, man, it was like, and the crazy thing is, it wasn't even to me. It was, it just irked my nerves the way that somebody went out of their way to try to discourage others for some shit that they're not even doing just because other people are trying and that's like so that's really whack to me you know what i'm saying that is that is yes indeed sis Mm-mm. oh bitch see i'm not even gonna call you all that but you know like sis come on i'm the bad guy here i can call it that shit you the bad guy what up say, sis. Come, come on y'all Bird and Jay made me watch this video. It was my part of my homework was to go watch this video by Aaron Hall. God, I'll miss you. Right. And I've heard the song. I remember the song when I played it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. But the video, like, first of all, I watched it and I've been sad ever since. And I want y'all to take a break and go ahead and just pause this podcast and go watch the video. It's Aaron Hall. I miss you. Okay, so hopefully, now that y'all have watched the video, can I can I talk about it, Bird? Talk about it. Like, it started out, and the first time I watched it, I was not paying attention. Like, so I was in my phone, so I didn't really, I'm like, why is he holding that baby? 
missed the whole part, y'all. I spoiler alert. So if you did not pause the podcast, I'm about to tell you what happened. So that's your business. All right. So this man is in love with this woman. They, you know, she is pregnant. Uh, they're putting a nursery together. The wallpaper looks terrible, but they're putting it together. Did you see that wallpaper? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, I'm like, I bro, just... you just slap that bitch up there. Oh, my gosh. Like, you ain't even trying to make that bitch line up. He didn't. I was like, you love her, but oof. You should call bitches the hoes. Come on. So, he does all that, and then she's like, gets up to go get a glass of milk in the middle of the night. <laughs> and, um. Good sleep, bro. <laughs> I, milk, though? I guess. I guess if you can't drink, drink. I guess. So, grabs a glass, glass of milk. Something happens. She gets rushed to the hospital. He goes with her because he knows she's gone. And she dies. Like. <laughs> Bruh, it's so crazy because if you think, like, the the words of the song, you you always think that he's talked about, like, another girl. Like, they broke up and how he misses her. And for him to flip it almost in uh not biased but a troubled pregnancy in which he loses his wife at the time while she's giving birth to his child think about i think i watched this shit at like a tender age of like seven or eight i should not have been introduced to depression at that age like how, how do you feel i mean like even as at the big age of 30, I'm sitting here looking at this like, oh my gosh. Bruh, I almost cry every time that video, like, I watch that video. And the crazy thing is, like, the song is, like, great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be singing I Miss You all the time. So, and it, it brings us to the conversation about, like, music videos. And they kind of, like, they're so important. Like, really important to the culture and, like, to what we do. Like, we really... Like, our musical artists have really put a lot of time and effort into the music videos. Because, like we said, like, with that one, that shit came out in the 90s. And that's still, like, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Like, the, you know, emotional toll it took on me. So, like, the lost art of music videos. What do you think kind of happened that kind of washed the real effort in music videos out? That's a good question because, I mean, I remember growing up on shows that, you know, watching music videos and wanting to see the music videos on TV. Um, and now it just seems like you don't, like, if you get a music video, cool. If not, like, I mean, like, there's music video channels and I got, like, cable, cable, and I still don't watch those channels. So I'm trying to think, like, I wonder what happened over the t- over time. Was it the fact that, we lost our like music video, like the actual primetime TV shows. Um, or was it the fact that we kind of went digital with a lot of things? Well, you know, on, back on our BT rise and fall episode, um, that was kind of one of the things that did come. You might be on to something because that was kind of one of the issues that Stephen Hill talked about with BT was that things were going into a digital platform. So they were going from, you know, music videos and being on TV to actually like streaming through like YouTube and other sites. So it may have been the switch to digital that caused, we'll call that hiccup in the video world because, you know, videos used to be expensive. I believe it. 
Like, I mean, it was a whole get up, a story. Like, sometimes you ain't know exactly what the story had to do mm-hmm. with the music video, but it was a it was a production. Right. So it's like even so even back in the day, like um, BT used to have the notarized 100 and they would do the top 100 videos. And I think I don't know if they did it every year, but I remember the notarized for the century when, you know, 1999 was rolling in 2000. And uh, I would never forget this because I was thinking like the thriller is number one, but thriller was actually and I watched the whole thing, all 100 and. Thriller was actually number two. And I'm talking about, even at my young age, I remember stepping back, putting my hands on my hip, like, come on now. What song or what video is more important than Thriller? And so what they did, I can't remember who was hosting it, but in that Notarized, they were like, um, we're going to, this next one for number one isn't really a music video, but it was recorded. And it was a uh, Malcolm X's "I Have a Dream" speech. Who? Malcolm X's "I Have a Dream." I think I said Malcolm X. You did. Who? <laughs> 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 I mean Martin Luther King. My bad. I said that shit. And you looked at, the the way you looked at me like I was wrong. Yeah, you said Malcolm X's. My bad. Because Malcolm X right there behind you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I knew he's on this wall somewhere. Yeah, he that's right behind he, you. He a little. My bad. Should have been Malcolm X. Damn it. You could have wrote a better speech, man. But anyway, Ooh, we're not gonna do that today. Hey, oh, hey, you you see, Martin ain't up on these walls. Malcolm is my guy, but yeah, Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech, and um, I was thinking like, damn, bro, that was that was dope. But that whole idea of having top one hundred music videos. So, like, what are like some of your favorite music videos that you remember, or that stick out to you in your mind? Okay, I am not gonna lie to you. I was a big, like, Aaliyah and Missy Elliott fan. So anything they put out um, was, like, really, like, it just did it for me. What's the, um, Missy Elliott had this video, and it was uh, the Minuteman video. You like That video was so dope. Like, you didn't like it? No, I liked it. About to say, it was Because I think, was it Ludacris in it? Yeah. But it was just, like, a lot of just, the effort that was put into videos, Aaliyah with the, I think her last one was Rock the Boat. That one always. Yeah, because you know she was over in the Bahamas when she, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that's a, that's a whole other episode for a whole other day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but yeah, that video, like, I always tried to learn the dances in the uh, videos. Like, are you that somebody? And some, like, I was mm-hmm. that person. Like, my sister was sick of me because I would play the songs over and over and try to learn the dance. Now, are you that somebody? I'll never forget. Like, with the way that shit like dropped. Like that was a Baby moment. Girl. I'm a man from the big feet. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't see the dance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm okay. glad we're not recording. But that was that was dope. That was on 106 and Park for like a minute. Mm-hmm. And Aaliyah and we talked about Missy. Like I remember her "Get Your Freak On" video. Yes. Was like it had if if this was a thing back in the day, it would have broke the internet. Cause I think um was it world premiere might have been the name of the show but i just remember when they shot it and it was like such a groundbreaking kind of um video that it was so popping like missy really put her time in even with the um i can't stand the rain and like missy really put it put forward yes. <laughs> i wish i could see april right now doing like the ticket <laughs> or whatever 
in the trash man. Exactly. Shout out to Young Barbecue. It's not barbecue. Yeah, BBQ. Yeah, beautiful black queen. Not that's what she means. Yes. Stop lying. Yes, I swear. I went on like this whole thing where I was trying to find her, and I kept adding her on Instagram. Like, hey, what that mean? Hey, what that mean? Hey, what that mean? <laughs> like, finally, somebody in her comments said, "Beautiful black queen." I was like, "What? Yeah. It's not barbecue." Yeah, I just I, thought it was Young Barbecue. Um, but yeah, but she, she be remaking all them videos and stuff like that for us and keeping us together. Reminders of the past. Exactly. That was a big one, man. Um, I remember one of my favorite videos. I don't even want to call it favorite, but I this one's like burned in my brain. What is it? Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads. You Damn, like I'm sad videos? Nah, I, What's wrong with you? Dude, I love you some sad <laughs> shit, man. Nah, when he said, Damn, I miss my Uncle Charles, and Uncle Charles' eyes turned black when he put his. I said, Oh, shit. And then they had Easy E in it. Oh. Oh. I just don't understand. Like, you want you one of them people that, like, when you be sad, you listen to sad music to make you more sad. Did you see on Twitter when I was making my sad bag playlist? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. It's like, you know, you, you down. Like, you might as well stay down. Hey, I, if you want that, be down. Might have fun while you're down there. But, yeah, man, music videos were so dope back in the day, man. Like, not only that, the uh, Michael Jackson's Black or White. Video mm. when they did the face transformation. You talk about a nigga. Me at my big grown ass age of thirty two, I still cannot quite really put my finger on how this music video is doing this. And I almost looked like researched how they did the cinematography <laughs> for it because I like, bro, you go from a black man to an Asian woman to a white guy to a black woman. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then I remember when it premiered, the same way like the State of the Union comes on on like seven different channels, mm-hmm. that shit came on like five different channels when that bitch premiered. And that's some shit only Michael Jackson can do. Only Michael Jackson. He shut down the TV world when he passed. Oh, God. Uh, I was exactly. in the middle of trying to watch the game and they weren't showing nothing <laughs> but Michael Jackson. I like that film. It wasn't even a funeral. It was just they started playing his music video. Like the, when he died, they they cut off the game on BET and started playing his music videos. But that's another talk for another day. <laughs> so, what are some of your favorite music videos? Um, so I gave you some of the Aaliyahs and things like that. Um, even even now, like one of my other people that I used to really like to watch, like I was a boy band type person. You remember the Omarion Touch video? I don't know why I like that so much. I love, I love like dancing videos, like um, all that moving around and oh, yes, dancing in the rain, Bruh, Let, let me tell you, you want a real R and B singer to you dance in the rain? Exactly. Like our uh, Ray J's One Wish. Oh, that nigga was in the, <laughs> the rain, rain in that shit. <laughs> I'll never forget. I used to listen to that shit. So you remember the days of mixy D's? I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I made that the first song on one of the mix CDs I made back in the day. I used to listen to Ray J's One Wish every day on my way to school back in high school. <laughs> did you, like, how did you get to high school? Did you drive? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. I'm from the South, bro. We started driving at 14 around here. Oh, uh, yeah. I used to walk. My high school was, like, in walking distance, so, like, I oh, lived, my. like, a few minutes. And I'd have my little, my CD. Well, at that point, did I have an iPod? I can't remember, but... 
I would listen to my music and just walk to school. Well, now I went to school out of, <laughs> I went to school out of district. Oh, okay. Cause I'm well out of where I was zoned for. Cause I was zoned for uh, Johnson High School at the time, and I uh, ain't no way fuck I was going there. So I had to get into magnet courses, and uh, I went to school at Lee High School. So yeah, my shit was out way outside walking distance. I don't know nothing about this school district down here, so I, you know. Uh, nah, man, it's you know, real, real in-city rivalry between Lee and Johnson, but that's like a, a way different, ain't even a conversation for the podcast, y'all motherfuckers yeah. don't care. But, uh, so, we talked about, though, like, the videos that we liked and shit like that, so who do you think is, like, keeping pod, I mean, not podcast, keeping videos, like, still popping today? Like, it was like a lull in videos for a while that when nobody really doing shit that really popped off but who do you think is still like keeping videos hot today okay so when you say that a couple come to mind mm-hmm. so um nikki it's been a while since we've seen nikki i think did she have a baby mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if she had it already or not she anyway off subject Nikki, the Anaconda video. Mm-hmm. There's this place that we used to go to all the time here, and they used to always play the video. I think, like, if anybody got points for like playing her video, or they got paid or something like that, <laughs> it was definitely them. But I think with her, and I think women with their more on the racy side of uh. the videos and things like that, that was creative. And then also, um, recently, within like the last couple months or so, we got WAP. Mm. My girl Cardi, my girl Meg, another um one of those racy type videos. But the fact that they they put the video out with the song, mm-hmm. did they used to do that? Like, was it song and then like video at mm-hmm. the same time? It used to be like song and then video. Like you will put the song out, hear the song, and then they'll record. You know, then they'll get the right, video like way I later. Thought. Yeah, it wasn't ever really like song and video at the same time. But I think I think they had to kind of put that out together so you could get the full right the full effect, bruh. Because you're right, like with both of them, like Anaconda might have been up for video of the year. Really, bruh. It was one of the first. Was that the first break the internet? It may have been the first break the internet, like when the whole term came about. And I, I, cause I remember when that Anaconda video dropped, everybody under the sun was like, listen, nigga, you gotta go watch this shit. And everybody did drop everything they doing and, uh, went and watched that. And WAP was so big, you know, you got politicians talking about the shit. Don't get me started. Nah, nah, it's so crazy to me. Like I was blown away when you know, it got into a political conversation because this kind of goes back to what we talked about last episode about, you know, influences mm-hmm. and their almost, mm, I, I don't want to say their responsibility, but their like implied responsibility um, to the youth. And meanwhile, Meg just died and got two $10,000 scholarships out right now. Give back to them. Like, they're not going to talk about that. Mm -mm. They're just going to talk about WAP and how how you wouldn't want your daughter to be nothing like her. No. Obviously, when they go back home to their wife, who doesn't have WAP, I remember this one time in particular that I was thinking, like, these motherfuckers 
are saving the music video realm or world, and that was the fucking Migos. Yeah, okay. Bruh. I see where you're going. Migos. So, and I'm going to tell you, these just happened back to back to back. And I'll never forget it because I was like, damn, like, them folks, them boys really ain't playing with our ass. They came out with Stir Fry. Mm-hmm. And Stir Fry had that dope ass, like, um, fight scene in the Chinese restaurant. So after Stir Fry, they came out with t shirt when they was out there in the, in the um, snow with the white girls and the furs. And it was super dope the way it was shot. Then after that, they came out with Walk It, Talk It. Walk with Drake, bro, the Soul Train shit, and I'm just like back to back to back, and I really think that kind of like reinvigorated like the music video scene because when they dropped that shit, everybody had to watch. It was just taking over timelines left and right. So I was like, hey, these boy Migos ain't playing with y'all. Like I really liked how they came through around this that that little era right there and it solidified to me like they were spending their money well yeah i wonder what makes like certain artists have the budget to go out and like do put on productions like that and then others don't put in that and like is there is there true do you really benefit from having those videos out you know what i'm saying because like now it seems like you put out a song and if you get somebody to make up a dance to your song, like, you know how many times I've heard Savage mm-hmm. and what was it? Um, What's that Drake song? In My Tussie Feelings? Slide. Oh, bruh. When In My Feelings came out, mm-hmm. like. I was about to get to Drake too. Because Drake, when, he, when you talking about like, um, okay, so before I get there, when you were talking about dances with songs, let me throw somebody at you there. Like, this video when this man dropped this video, I don't even think he like blew the budget on it, but it was so dope the way he shot it. Do you remember when the baby dropped Bop? Yes. Bruh, I watched that shit like five times in a row the first day. But I love dancing videos. Like. Oh, that's what it was. It was just a continuous shot of motherfuckers dancing. And it's like, if you, and it proved to me that a video to be dope ain't gotta be expensive. Right. You right. You ain't gotta go do no crazy stuff. We ain't gotta be back in the day. You ain't gotta get Chris Tucker and shit like that. You just put a little bit of creativity in your video, it will do what it needs to do. Like Bop was the shit. Hands down. But we were talking about like budgets. It made me think about um Drake's uh what was it? Uh nice for what? No, we're not not nice. What God's playing? God's playing. Yeah. Oh my God! Every time I watch God's playing, a nigga cry. I'm sorry. When old buddy and his mama sitting on the curb, and Drake comes sit beside him and hand him stacks of money, and little dude start crying, and his mama start crying, then they have this hug, bruh. I Tears. Were, I forgot that that's your that's your folks. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We talked about that. I forgot. Champagne Poppy. See Poppy. Table for two. Drake slander. I'm not going to slander Drake. I like him, I know, I like I him from that. the time he was in a wheelchair. Okay. <laughs> but you know what's interesting that I, like, even with the newer videos, is they really don't have a lot of, like, the the 
video vixens anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have that. Like there was always that like one star, right? And like it was always like seemed like it was like a, a elite class of women that you know everybody wanted to get them. Right. You had to have. Dog, did you know that Sweetie's mother was in two videos? She, I, I guess. You talking about tap 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 in Sweetie? Yeah. What? So her mama was in um, DMX. What these bitches want? And and she was in <laughs> Nelly's batter up video. Ooh, I'm so glad I stopped trying to imitate DMX on this mic. <laughs> Almost embarrassed myself, but okay. You said DMX and Nelly. Yeah, DMX, what these bitches want, and Nelly's uh batter up. Well, it's Nelly and the Saint Lunatics. I'm about to go back and watch that now. Yeah, man, that's the um one where they had the Jeffersons kind of uh. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't do that. I don't, don't do that. You, I don't know if you do. I like Nelly. I liked Nelly. So you watched him on the uh, Dance with the Stars. You rooting for him? Um, I have not been keeping up all the way. I'm rooting for him, but uh, all I saw was when he had them shoes with the the Jordans with the heels. No, he has them every time. Like I think he's on like his fourth pair now. He's fancy. Oh, I let me say, I love that shit. I get it. He got the sneakers app cheat code. <laughs> we can't even get regular Jordans around here. Man, I don't even want to talk about that shit, man. But before we close out on these music videos, let me tell you one video that I saw recently that might be, I feel like, one of the most, dare I say, important ones to come around in a while. Um, Beyonce's formation video, bruh. The one where she got the black hat on with the brim all around. She's mm-hmm. in New Orleans. The imagery all the way down through there. Um, the the sinking of the New Orleans Police Department um, cruiser. Uh, there's a scene where there's a little boy dancing in front of cops with a hoodie on, with a black hoodie on, and they put their hands up. Um, it's so many images that at that time I feel like hit so hard because remember she got like so much backlash for it and it's what she's talking about the timing of it it's like important man it's just really encapsulated kind of what was going on at the time and she kind of took her moment to stand out there for quote unquote us because she even when it came down to the Super Bowl performance, you know, so you got to respect those that levy like their um, affiliations mm-hmm. and, 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 and their um, their platforms. Yeah. And, you know, like she took a hit to say what we have been saying mm-hmm. in a very articulate way. And it was so like dope when it came out and like you gotta love it from top to the bottom you know so she even got to the point you know when she was talking about like you know natural hair and i i you know i like seeing black women take fight that fight for their natural selves and it only just kind of boost gives a boost to that effort so yeah formation might be like i I feel like one of the most important videos to come out in like the recent years. I'm gonna have to go check that out. I'm sure I've seen it. 
freestyle. You but had to see it. I know I have seen it. I'm 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 not against the beehive, so please don't come for me. I just Listen, like me bro. and music videos. Like I'm just not a big like you have to really do something for me to watch a music video. But that doesn't mean she didn't do anything. It's just like it has to be in my face and mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Look, bro, if y'all <laughs> the hive at sincerely April D. Are you sending them to me? Oh yeah, they going your way. Okay. They going your way. That's fine. By then, I'll have seen it. So. <laughs> but this is going to take this time out to take our first break. And we actually have a sponsor slash ad for this time around. Today's sponsor is Tanya Brown at The B Effect. That's at T-H-E-B-E-F-F-E-C-T underscore. She is an online home style consultant and contributor to the monthly publication Black Huntsville. She helps transfer houses into homes by unveiling their hidden design wings. She can turn entryways into something to envy, create fail-proof ways to rock wallpaper, and even holiday decor for the lazy girl. Contact her today to set up your consultation. That's at T-H-E-B-E-F-F-E-C-T underscore on Instagram. And her website is www.tanyan.com. B-R-O-W-N dot com. Interior decorator, design whisperer, space reviver. Now, back to our show. Okay, so now I really want to talk about what's going on in these ghetto single streets. (laughs) And this is social media dating etiquette. Like, what's the the do's and the don'ts, the rules, the, the yeses and the no's. This is like kind of like an uncharted territory. Not even uncharted, but it's like an undefined territory. It seems like people are just making up their own rules as they go along. Oh, yeah. Like, new stuff comes up every day. And then with social media in general, like, they, they put out these new features and they give you more possibilities to either get on my nerves or to reach out <laughs> and say hello. Like, you know, I, I have no clue how to, um, what's that shit where you can, like, resend, like, unsend a message? Yeah. No idea how to do, why to do that. Like, I don't understand how that really works. Maybe I'm, I'm too old. I mean, at this point, though, it's just like, if you you said what you said, like, I've seen people send me messages before, like, because you get the notification, uh-huh. and for the most part, you know, it's 2020, so you got your iPhone, you don't have an iPhone, I'm sorry, you got your iPhone, <laughs> you got your Apple Watch, so if you didn't see it on your phone, you get the notification that so-and-so sent you a message. And then it will say someone unsent a message, and it's like, so I didn't read it fast enough. Cause I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't understand why would you unsend a message. So, w- like, when somebody unsend a message, that's like them saying, "What's up?" or them shooting a shot in your DMs, and they don't respond, and you don't respond fast enough that they just say "fucking" and take it back. Yeah, basically, I've had somebody actually do. I think because. Before, t- now that I think about it, I think before Instagram had the the unsend the messages, I think Twitter had it. Because I remember, this was back, ooh, um, back when I was in college, I remember this guy sending a message, and it was kind of like a sensitive subject, and he uh-huh. sent the message, and I didn't get a chance to look at it as quick as I wanted to. Honestly, I think I was sitting in my room watching TV, but uh, so whatever but i didn't look at it immediately and then next thing you know i saw that i he had unsent the message and i went back and said something because i'm just like <laughs> well, what you what did you say that you didn't want me to see now 
And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think that, you know, you wanted to respond. I'm like, you didn't give me no time. That's wild, man. Like, I would think, like, you know, if you sliding DMs, man, you got to goddamn say it with your chest. You exactly. got to step ten toes down in that shit. But from a guy's perspective, you know what I'm saying, like, getting DMs like a little, it's a little different kind of game to be into. Like, there's, like, do's and don'ts in that in a sense. So, I, ain't, I can't even say do's and don'ts because, hell, niggas still be doing the don'ts. <laughs> so, it's, it's one of those interesting things, like, when you see, like, Girls out niggas on um on Twitter and shit like that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, bro. I don't want to laugh at you, but what the fuck was you thinking, bro? Like, I did not know. I think, uh, you know, one of our, you know, I told you earlier we have production meetings. We were talking about like unsolicited dick pics. Oh my god. I did not know because I don't do that shit. I did not know that 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 y'all were being plagued bombarded with them shits on like a real deal basis because in my mind being who i am i don't even understand how a unsolicited dick pic even becomes a good idea if that makes sense like hey how you doing how was your day boom penis like i think for me that it's it's why (laughs) why like you said the word unsolicited i did not ask for this (laughs) Like, I, I don't know for what. So, I remember sitting at work, and this was, like, when I first started working my big girl job. Uh, and it was probably, like, 9.30. Open my phone. Boom. What? <laughs> Why? Hey, bro, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This, this just be maybe, like, self-deprecation or whatever. Let me tell you why this is not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I don't know what kind of dicks you've seen in your life. And I just feel like mine would just fall under the ordinary category. She's <laughs> just like like a six or seven out of ten. Like I ain't gonna blow you away. You know, it's like all right, you know, cool or whatever. Like <laughs> that's like almost like the worst response you give me. Like if you said that shit, and she like, oh shit, that's what's up. You know. What I'm saying? No, you know iPhones that you just like messages now. Like, I just, no. But, like, that's something, like, I just would never ask for. Like, it's just, for what? No, don't send that. When we talk about big boy and big girl jobs, to the listener audience, I hope y'all understand that that means that, like, what's what, what's in our in our clause? Um, actions, the meaning of, like, the social, uh, actions, the meaning of the professional atmosphere, some shit. Like, basically, there's verbiage in our jobs that say like hey if you go out here and act the ass we will fire you so i literally be like thinking like hey man you can't put my dick on the internet because all i need that shit to do is like get to my employer and they be like uh mr ace we need to come to our office real quick like the thing is it's like the people that do it i literally am thinking like you have a lot to lose so like in my head a few things go through my head like number one do you think, like, is it like you trust me so much because you know that I'm not that type of person? Like, I'm just going to be like, ew, oh my gosh, and then move on with my life? Or, like, are you just distrusting with everybody and you just take this risk? Because I've had people that, like, if I said who they were, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And I'm like, that's the most unsolicited I had ever got in my Like, I had to be like, please, please stop. So, would you want to end on unsolicited dick pics like my nigga as much as you think that shit is going to take off or that shit is going to land it's not it's a don't it's a don't 
Please don't. When you think it's a do, it's a don't. But outside of that, like, there are other things that go on into, like, the social media, like, the liking spree. Bruh, I'm going to like, like, all my pictures since 2008. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's really, so at first, I used to think, like, it was weird how social media, like, likes and comments and reactions and shit like that play a part into, like, the courting of today. But now, since it's been years, that is a part of courting. Like right. it's it with no. Let me tell you, as a as a young man, as a young buck, as a young buckaroo. Let me tell you, if you want to see a nigga have a damn anxiety attack in high school, where you be at like the mall or some shit like that, and your homeboys dare you to go talk to a girl, they be like, "Hey, I dare you to go get her number." When I say, see the, the wild shit about that, that shit made a man out of you. Like, you understood how to, like, you learned how to take them nose on the chin, bruh. Because if you saw a girl, you thought she was fine at the mall or some shit on a Friday night, Saturday night, some shit like that. Your homeboys know. They were like, hey, I did go talk to her. And you can't say no. So you had to literally, like, walk up to her with her friends, spit game to her, like, hey, what's going on? Um, I saw you over there at Cinnabon, and I was just, you know, I, I think you're cute or whatever. And, you know, I just, can I give you my number? Uh, you give me yours or whatnot. And the crazy back then, motherfuckers got them play your ass. Like, boy, you don't get out of here. And you had to have that little walk of shame back to your homeboys. But that shit made a man out of you back in the day. Mm-hmm. That shit happened. But as you got older, and when you start being in the club situations, man, you're getting a motherfucker ill like it ain't shit. You be over there at the bar like, hey, shit, what's up, man? You fine, man? I think you, you know, let's let's have a drink. Let's have a talk. You ain't give a fuck about getting a note because you've been getting knows for the past now five years. But you know what's crazy now is like with social media, like you could see somebody at the club. Like there's been times where I've gone to a party, saw somebody, made no conversation with them. And the next thing you know, I got somebody liking all my pics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's a dude from, from the club. So you trying to say that so it's it's guys are you saying you've been in situations where it's people that will like digitally interact with you heavily yeah. but when they see you in 3D just won't say anything Like the biggest thing for me is like two things so yes to that um one of the things I've noticed as well is like I hear a lot about people trying to like shoot their shot with me uh-huh. through my friends so like my friends would be like, man, people be texting me talking about April, you fine, but I'll be like, why they tell you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said you supposed to put the word in. I'm like, I, I don't understand. Maybe like, I mean I can understand. Like I can understand the logic of a hey, your homegirl fine. Like I understand the logic of it, but I was always one of the ones like, hey, bro, you gotta put the work in on your own. Exactly, and that's what my friends do because they won't like they'll say that and I'm like, I ain't gonna tell you who said it because they don't want to get into it because the problem is, you know, y'all gonna come in and do something stupid and then they don't <laughs> want that that on their hands. So, so what's like the best um, DM dive you came across? I'm trying to think. Goodness gracious, because I feel like some of the nicest messages I still didn't give them my number. Dog, like, I don't think that shit works. Like, I feel like it's two ends of the same spectrum. Like, I mean, I'm getting really nerdy on y'all, but it's kind of like a bell curve. If you're on the end of a bell curve, that means you start and stop on the same spot. Mm -hmm. But you're on two different kind of 
energies, if you will, or intensities. I feel like the getting in somebody's DM and just saying sup and also the long exasperated, I think you're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would love for us to get to know each other. I think both of those end you at the same spot. I think them shits never seem to really work out in a nigga's favor and that's the thing is i think that like even with with dms and just going back through like when people have kind of like slid into my messages like i kind of nine times out of ten i've probably either already been following you kind of or you know have an idea and i kind of already know what i would say if Uh you did so like there's certain people like the reaction you know Uh there's certain people that react to your to your messages Right. And I'll just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or a double tap. Like they gave us that option now. But uh ooh. Like there's been some people that have said some very nice things and literally it's like, Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But also I'll say this. When you slide into somebody's DMs, you gotta go in there with confidence because mm-hmm. a lot of people will give that whole spiel like, Oh, I think you're so beautiful and all oh, you like this and that but then they'll never follow up with like anything else like right. so i mean like all you leave me to say is thank you so right. i would definitely say if you're gonna slide in her dms and you're gonna put all that effort in and she says thank you she even responds like you might as well take the next step and see mm-hmm. i mean because all she's gonna do is say no like the worst thing she could do is say no well let me tell y'all like i might be giving y'all too much game in one day but this is like a bird steps to get in the butt no oh. <laughs> nah, it's not that aggressive but this is what I feel like is the smart thing to do. And this is how I would approach it in today's society. You can't walk up to the plate thinking you're about to hit a home run. You just want to get on base. So what I mean by that is, let's take a, you know, we'll call her at Ashley XOXO, whatever. So let's say you've been, you've been goddamn eyeing Ashley XOXO for a minute, right? She started dropping them stories. Don't give reactions to the stories. Or th- say something worth saying. Say, make a comment to the story that you've paid attention to what's going on in there. So let's say Ashley XOXO has talked about a scary movie or some shit. Don't even agree with it. Like, oh, I love that movie, whatever. That's, that's whack too. Say something like, bruh, I loved in episode two or in the in the sequel when this and this and this happened. Give her a reason to respond on another plane outside of her physical appearance or your attraction to her. Because that's how you set yourself, away, you know, away from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Ashley XOXO is looking at you like, all right, that was pretty cool or whatever. And as long as you kind of Keep doing that on a regular basis. You got to play the long game. Hit them with that shit there. Hit them with that shit somewhere else. If she start following you and she start replying to your shit, boom, you just got like a little rhythm going. Slowly but surely, work your way in there. And before you know it, you have a level of familiarity. You ain't like just some bump on the log. And the best way I feel like to get you get your number out there to get the DM I mean get the text start because you want to get out the DMs into the text. Just drop the just drop your number on her. Put your number in her DMs like, hey I'm about to go into the gym, but here's my number. You can text me if you want to. Damn. 
wild how that shit, you just flip the pressure. Ain't even on you no more. Hey, she may not text today. She may not text tomorrow. But you've done your part. And all you got to do is just goddamn keep trucking. You might be on a goddamn wild ass, nothing ass Wednesday. And you get a text message. Bloop. Ashley XOXO. And once you get the text message, fuck the social media. You on another plane now. You in the you in the you in the major leagues. You let other motherfuckers like her picture and jump in her DMs left and right. You know, like I'm I'm laughing at this because I'm like I feel like somewhere this is written down somewhere. <laughs> because I've had all this transpire in my life. Uh huh. So y'all just got the same little little rule book. Nah, man. No, that was your specialty. Look, man, it's just I don't know what to tell you, man. Don't worry about that. But okay, well let me ask you. So, so you're saying that a nigga did hit you like that, right? Yeah. Did it work? Mm-hmm. Of course it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like it was like it it was literally like commenting on stuff that had nothing. I mean, not nothing to do with what I was posting, but stuff that wasn't necessarily like oh, like I'm about to go out and you commented on like a a hard eye to a picture because people hard eye pictures. There's people that like literally every time I post a picture of like a face. They gonna hard eye it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're my, they're my um consistent folks. And I'll never forget there was a guy that told me that he felt like I was curving him because he would hard eye my stuff and I would say thank you. Mm-hmm. He said I curved him for months and I was like, you sent a hard eye. I said thank you. Well, what was I supposed to say? He didn't give you room to say anything. Exactly. So it literally was I was sitting there like, you didn't say anything. Like you literally swiped up and tapped the heart. Like what was I supposed to say back beside? Thank you. Like, I was supposed to come back and be like, hey, how are you? <laughs> no. No. That's not how that works. I was listening to... Yeah, I'm going to give them the, the promo. Like, Crew Season, K-R-E-W Season mm-hmm. um, podcast. They uh they went viral. They had, like, little... It's four guys. Like, you've probably seen them. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I, when you said four guys, I know exactly. Yes, bruh. So they was talking about uh, the, 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 going on dates and money spent. So it, it, I like the guys, man. I, I, I don't like them. It's, it, I mean, I can see why you would. It's like I like their like guy banter, but I can see how a woman wouldn't like them. Like mm-hmm. they don't have enough levity for the show. Mm-hmm. But one of them was talking about basically how they never spend money on a date with a woman if they don't feel like they're gonna get anything on the back end. Or how do you feel about the invitation to go out to eat? And the responsibility of paying for your meal, if that makes sense. You're asking me, how do I feel about if a man asks me to go out to eat and him paying for it? Like, do I feel like I owe him or something? Like, Well, more so like, let's say he says some shit like, hey, I'm about to, you know what I'm saying, go out to eat. You know, you want to roll? You can come with me. You know what I'm saying? Some shit. I'm just, I'm just oh. like, I'm, I'm phrasing it like this for a reason. Okay, I'm following. If. They were to say, if he was to say that you were to accompany him, would you feel like you are responsible for your portion of the meal when it, the check comes around? There's a lot of factors that, I mean, I don't even want to say a lot. There's a few factors that go into that. So, number one, the way that he asked, 
um, it was the like, hey, I'm finna go get something to eat. You wanna come? Like, was that an invitation? You know, women, we like uh, to be like, it ain't like, I want you to want me to come. Like, uh, do, you, do you want me to come? But then also, like, the way it was phrased, here, I'm gonna say this because I just had this conversation with somebody today. I don't go anywhere where if it came down to it, I couldn't pay for my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I peep stuff. So, like, I, if we sit there and eat and then it gets to the end and you look like you're trying to split the bill, I know what's up. And then after that, I'll pay for my half and then we can just be, hey, bruh. Hey, bro. Like, uh-huh. you can't even get the bro. You got to get the, hey, bro. Like, <laughs> after that, and that's fine. But right now, uh, my friend and I were talking about, like, right now we're in, like, this city girl culture. Uh-huh. And, like, everybody wants to, like, you know, you need to spend this amount of money on me. You need to, um, you know, cash out on me, fly me out, all this good stuff. And it, it's just, like, for some reason, people feel like, I don't want to say that, like, I love the city girls. Don't get me wrong. JT, Carisha, I love y'all. <laughs> you Miami, period. Like, all that. But I feel like that that city girl culture right now with dating like women expect a lot and it's just like i think it's okay to expect a lot but also i think um you got to be realistic like like i feel like as a man don't ask a woman to come eat with you if you're not prepared to pay but also as a woman like don't go nowhere with no man if you're not prepared to to Mm -hmm. if you don't have it for yourself personally and i just when i say personally i mean very burst specific so any heat behind this take like bring it to me and me only that shit like niggas be really trying to finesse some broke boy behavior then i'm starting to realize like in today's society bruh Uh maybe it's being from huntsville born and raised some shit you just you just a gentleman man like that's just what it is like by your actions this female or this woman has taken time out of her schedule to accompany you for whatever reason even if the entertainment by just sheer presence was mutual that bill belongs to you yeah you just like you just hey suck that shit up bro and i think that's the gentleman thing to do like i 100 percent agree with you niggas really be big on this I ain't simping, I ain't paying for shit, but they don't really be talking about shit any other ways. Like, I mean, and I don't be wanting to, like, I don't say shit because it ain't my place to say, but I be seeing these same niggas talking about, like, oh, I ain't paying for no woman for this, that. We we going out, man, she got to pay her own shit. Nigga, you ain't paying for shit else any other time. So you ain't really impressing nobody. Like, if you broke, say you broke. Exactly. My thing, like I said, if I go out with, like, and here's the thing, spoiler alert, I've been out with somebody on a date, so I thought, met up with this guy, every street, so that's an outdoor mall here in Huntsville, went to, like, this little Mexican restaurant, it's gone now, and it was the cheap day, like, it was, like, the happy hour day, and I went up to go, you know, order my stuff, and he didn't step up like he was gonna pay, I didn't trip, I sat there, I paid for my food, we sat down and ate, I said, all right, bro. And I, like, dapped him up when I left, and I went on about my business. But I promise you, after that, <laughs> like, there was no, like, like, that was it. Right. And, like, it. and like it's niggas that I feel like you foul for that shit. But 
I don't understand. Like, I have a hard time understanding why I call it a new nigga behavior where it's like certain shit like that is like, bro, if for the bare basis, if you have to pay this woman for her time, if you came and intervened in her day, you if it's by your aggressions, your movements, you have stepped in and said, hey, I want you to take these next two hours to spend it with me. Nigga, you got to pay for their time. You pay a plumber for his time. You pay an electrician for his time. Ooh. And I ain't even talking about spooning women, whatever they want and buying them red bottoms. And the, the, if you adore her, Dior her, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But if we just talking about the bare basics of courtship, that is a man's financial responsibility. I look at it like this. Just a man is to go out there and find his wife and a woman is supposed to be ready, prepare herself to be found and be a wife. Mm -hmm. So my nigga, you out here searching and that's what you're, that's what you paying to play. You paying for, to take this woman's time, get a little vibe going, seeing if that's who you decide to sit down and settle down with. If not, leave her fuck alone. Let somebody let 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 her prince charming come and find her and get the fuck out the way. Well, if we go back to the social media aspect of this, uh-huh. people got too much access to people now. Right, you can literally go and find women from all over the world and look at them, and you have access to message them now. So I feel like men feel like they have too many options. It's like with with that whole dating aspect and like the you know paying for it. I I don't know who started that. I think right. it was somebody broke, like you said. <laughs> like, it had to be. But it's just, I feel like men feel like they have so many options to the point where it's like now they know women want to be in relationships. They know mm-hmm. they want to go, like, they, they have that desire to be married. And they feel like they're the prize because they're like, well, ain't that many dudes? Like, I see that, and I'm just like, uh. I mean, I don't want to call myself devil's advocate because it's not devil's advocate. But, I mean. I know, bird. That I shit, know. that shit's real, man. Like the facts are the facts. Like women outnumber men, like what five to one, six to one, and then if you start factoring incarceration and homosexuality, like the numbers are in favor of the male, and that is literally just numbers being numbers. I'm not doing the math. The math is doing the math. The math, the math is, is math. The math is out here mathing, but. That don't mean you got to put up with bullshit, bro. Exactly, and yeah. that's the thing. It's like, but th- the problem is, though, is that while while I might not be okay with that, other people will be. Right. And then it's just like, you know, you sitting out here like, what did I do wrong? It's just like, since you just ain't settling. Like, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you kind of like, I think of it like this, where if a nigga come through with that kind of energy, with that kind of, on that time, is that somebody where you really want to goddamn lay your flag and be at for the rest of your life anyway? No, exactly. And that's the thing is I think a lot of times like women and when I say women, let's say like I'll say me. Like a lot of times when I like go out and I try to date and like get to know people like I'm thinking like long term like, OK, can I see myself, you know, with this person? But also in the present, like look, have a good time. But when something goes wrong, it's like. Mm-hmm. You get upset, but then it's like, okay, if this person acted in this way, is this what something I want my future, you know, my partner to do? Like, or do I want my husband to be like this? Mm-hmm. No. Like, but it's that whole aspect of like, I got to be mad for a minute. But once you realize like, 
okay, like that's unacceptable. And that's not really something I want to live with for the rest of my life. Cause people out here married and just like, mm-hmm. Ooh, bro. I know folks that are married and they are struggling. It seems like getting married was the worst thing that they could have ever done. Mm-mm. Nobody wants to be in that situation. The well, and the wild thing is like so. Like when I talk to you know my female friends and they tell me about like their dating escapades and things like that, it's funny from a guy's perspective. It's like when you hear it, you're just like, before they even get like to the climax or to the the plot of what they're saying, you hear so many red flags beforehand. I had to keep cutting off up like, wait, he said this, and that ain't seem like something you like. Well, I just figured he just worked a lot or some, some shit like that. Like, we be giving y'all so many excuses. Oh, this is like a good time for us to bring up. Have you heard the story on Twitter about the girl getting stuck? Oh my gosh! All right, so I'm gonna share this story with you guys. This is from at Triggs at T R I G G G S S. And I'm going to give you this story, and this shit is hilarious because Twitter talked about this heavy. All right. It starts off like this. So a guy flew me to 1,500 miles away just to block me and leave me at the airport. It continues. Okay. Let me correct this by saying it isn't a road trip because the agreement was I'll pay my way there. He pays for all my stuff here and then flies me home. Let's get that out the way. So he's saying that she pays for her way to wherever they're at. He's going to pay for shit once she gets there and he's going to fly her back home. Red flag. Keep going. All right. Second of all, I think he promised I didn't do shit. We've been talking back and forth for days. He invited me down and we spent time exchanging what we do and don't like places he wanted to take me down here, etc. So she drops like a little screenshot of them having voice messages back and forth. His name is Jamal. All right. Then we will talk back and forth on the phone. He literally kept saying, quote unquote, I'm so excited to see you. Then yesterday I text him. Good morning. He's just like, I'm not in the best mood. So we talk when he gets off work and he again confirms our plans. So she's texting him, right? Mm -hmm. She texts him. Good morning. He says, hey, good morning. I'm not in the best mood. To be honest, that is the end of his texting. And let me give you the rundown because she put a screenshot from Jamal. All right. She put the screenshot and her phone was about to die. So she really was really serious in this conversation. All these next messages are from her. She says, what's wrong? Do you still want me to come? Just let me know. Then at 10.05 a.m., she said, because I think I only have so long to cancel. Then at 11.36 a.m., she says, call me when you're free, please. At 3.04 p.m., she responds with another question mark. Then at 6.50 p.m., she says, do you work any days? I'm there. Then at 8.51 p.m., she said, I'll be going to Hobby. Girl. So that's the script. So, so there's more. She says, so after him not answering me via text, I'm like, okay, let me be cool. We already spoke on the phone. So this morning, I didn't get any text at all. And I'm like, maybe he's sleep. But I continued to text him because I had a gut feeling and should have followed it. So then I'm on the plane. <laughs> That's the thing. 
So then I'm on the plane and I realized like, okay, my messages aren't going through. So you remember I finished off with, she said, I'll be going to hobby at 8.51 PM. Mm-hmm. So the next morning at 4.58 AM, she starts with good morning, 6.55 AM. Can you call me when you're up? So I know I won't be stranded at the airport. At 8.10 a.m., she just sends him a straight-face emoji. 9.17 a.m., she writes, Bruh, if I'm going to be stuck at Houston, please say that. Then at 10.46 a.m., she said, You fucking bitch. Deserved. Bruh. Then in, the I guess, a group chat that they have, he leaves the group chat. Then she says, And after that, I still call him from three text-free numbers just to confirm my shock. But I'll take some blame because I should have went with my first thought, but oh well, you win some, you lose some. I'll be getting drunk tonight in Houston. Uh, That's pretty much it. So, I read some of that, but I don't think I read the screenshot. So, number one, uh, it's <laughs> like, first of all, you're not finna pay, like, I'm not finna pay for me to go anywhere, <laughs> and I ain't got a way back. Like, if anything, you finna pay for me to get down there, and I'll pay my way back. That's not really gonna happen. Like, you gotta pay both ways. But, like, if you gonna offer to fly me out mm-hmm. and take care of me while I'm down there, then it needs to be that. But I'm not buying a one-way ticket anywhere that I'm going for, like, because she probably was only going for, like, a weekend. Yeah. So, like, right. who buy? why would you buy a one-way ticket for a weekend? Dog, that shit's so crazy because I was like, it, bruh, you paid your ticket there? You know what I think happened? What you think? I think he was just goddamn talking shit the whole time. I think he was too and he didn't think that she would have. Because the thing is, a lot of women would have been like, well, I'm not going to pay for my way to come down there. And then she was probably like, okay, cool. And he didn't know how, he didn't want to just say, you know, oh, I, I was just talking. Like, the thing is, what where is the communication? Mm-hmm. If he didn't want her to come, why he didn't just say that? No, he probably ain't think shit. No, fifteen hundred miles, bro. This motherfucker is far. Okay, but listen, but still, why he ain't just say that? Like, if you ain't want me to come, why didn't you just say that? Like, what what did you gain <laughs> you don't from want just? Me, then don't talk to me. Exactly, come free yourself. But like, what did he gain from just not responding? Like, I understand the, I understand the like. A lot of people look at that and say, like, well, if he ain't responding, you should have, you should have known what it was, right? And from that standpoint, I'm not getting on no plane if the person that I'm supposed to go see ain't picking up. But at the same time, why would he not just be like, hey, I was just talking. Like, I didn't think he was really coming. Uh, I, I can't find where she's from, but I. I heard she was from Virginia. It don't even matter where she from. I want to know why he ain't respond. Why he couldn't just say that? Like, what about men? Like, makes it hard to just be like, "Hey, I ain't know you. I ain't think you was coming for real." Like, uh, like, why is it so much? I mean, I guess it's easier to not respond. That's the, that's mature. But like, he could have just been like, "Hey, I ain't think you was really coming," or I, you know, "Hey, right now it's not a good time." Like. Mm, I'll give you that. But at the same time, let's not shoot her so much bail. Like, 
this was really stupid on her behalf. So. Oh, it was, it was. But at the same time, I feel like people always, like people always go after the go after the women or woman in the situation when things go wrong. Like it's always like, girl, you like women go after the woman, and then like the men go after the woman, and nobody looks at the dude and be like, why you ain't just say you want her to come, bro? Nah, nah, nah. Because the thing is, is like, I feel like by comparison, like the stupidity, like if we want to like rank them really falls in her in her area like ain't nobody saying he's not a fuck boy for kind of getting it for doing that shit but it's like we gotta look at her like nigga are you for a whole plane you bought a whole plane ticket got on the whole plane and then nigga basically ghosted you like 48 hours beforehand and you still got on that shit yeah because i'm about to like my thing is like even when, when we get ready to pot if you, like it be sometimes I'd be like I ain't finna start driving until I know you here right so like I, to get on a plane to yeah, go exactly. see somebody and you don't like and you ain't talk to them because yeah, exactly. at that point like since you was flying to Houston go find that man and, and hurt him doubt so what I think kind of happens or happened I think it's kind of in the culture now it's like motherfuckers want to be quote-unquote flown out so bad just to be in that conversation that a nigga flew me out, you know? But you bought your own ticket. Like, you flew yourself out. Well, I, I guess in her mind, it's like, hey, if he bought the ticket back, she just got quote-unquote flown out. You got flowed home. Flew home. <laughs> like. I, I mean, listen, I didn't understand. Like, I was reading this shit. I was like, bruh, like, you ain't really, because she, cause she started it out with, I got flown out. That was her words in the beginning. And then she came out with the second tweet she replied to and it was like, well, I didn't really get flown out. Like, no, 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 you didn't get flown out at all. No, you flew, like, you bought a plane ticket and flew somewhere. No. So, I I mean, I can't even, like, bruh fucked up for it, but at the same time, I ain't even too crazy at him either. Like, oh, girl, you shouldn't even have got in this situation at all. Like, hell, both of y'all dumb if we going to go Because, down. like, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of times dudes just be talking. That's what I'm trying to It learn. probably was. Dudes just be talking. And then, like, they'll let you eat it up. And it's it be sounding good. Like, I'll never forget it was, I was um, kind of talking to this guy. It was Valentine's Day. He was like, I, and he lived in a different city. He, and I knew that he was having to do something for work that day. Mm-hmm. And um, so he texted me. He was like, man, I should just really come to Huntsville. And I'm so, of course, it's Valentine's Day. Of course, in my head, I'm like, yeah, you should. He's like, I can't because I'm, I'm working. I'm like, so wh- why would you why would you offer that? Like, why would you say that? But, like, that's now thinking about that. Like, dudes really just be saying stuff that sound good. And we just be eating it up. Golly. <laughs> I wish y'all could see. Nah, I wish y'all could see April lives right now. It's like just the like I, I like you can see the gears turning, but she's like, shit, man, I really goddamn believe that shit. Like because it's just like all I can take, and a lot of times is your word. So like if you say you want to come, like oh girl, you know, I'm all about like let's not just all go for the girl, but. When she bought that plane ticket to go see somebody, and then, like, at least if if it was me, I'm buying a round trip. If I'm going right. to go see you, like, I'm going to go ahead. And then, like, in my mind, I'm going to call somebody up in Houston. And if I don't know, what, know nobody in Houston, I'm going to go ahead and have a, you know, a backup plan right. just in case. 
but see that's what happened with that city girl mentality you get flued out and it like did she have the money to to survive in houston like i feel like when i saw that like people were cash shopping her money and stuff because they felt bad right. and i'm like no 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 when you hopped on that plane and bought that one-way ticket in my mind i would have been like hey i'm about to buy this whole ticket you just reimburse me but like at the same time, I'm not gonna do that because if you are gonna fly me out, because reimbursement like doesn't it, it doesn't happen. No, nah, I just think like if I was gonna fly somebody in, like that's a round trip purchase. Like, yeah, like I gotta go home. Yeah, like I mean, it ain't gonna be a one for one. It's like I'm gonna fly you in. I mean, I'm gonna buy you your way here and your way back. You know, I mean, but hey, I'm me. Yeah, uh, exactly. You're not a broke boy. Uh, I just don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we playing different games, you know. But also, I wonder how old she was and how old he was. Because it's like, you know, you in your early 20s. I mean, people people doing stuff at our age where they're not communicating either. But at this point, like, who knows? There's so many factors that I just wish that I knew. Like, could sit down with sis and be like, what happened? Like, at, at each step, like, where was your mindset? Uh, I want to sit down with bruh. Because, yeah. I, because that's now. Because the thing is, he got the story, like that. Like he got the story, story. So it was either like he was just goddamn talking cash shit with old girl, and he didn't think she was gonna do it for real. I got a whole girlfriend. I was just about to say that. I wish we could be like what the catfish people that they go out. Oh, uh, like these <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> they go find out. Like, so what really happened? Be like. It's what burning April with the black card and uh, so you ghosted <laughs> at Triggs and uh, we want to know what what happened with her coming out to see you. You know, MTV actually had a whole show called Ghosted. Bro, I did not know that women y'all get so offended by ghosting. Like it's rude. Dog, y'all, dog, When I say y'all are not built to be a man, but no. we are men are. We take rejection like it ain't shit. When I say we roll with that shit like it's nothing. That's why I don't shoot my shot because it's like I ain't finna shoot my shot and get blocked. No. Like, I don't do that. I, and I know, I know I don't do rejection well. So, <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, man, well, good luck to at Triggs or whatever your name is, old girl. Um, hope you found your way out of Houston. Um, but I guess now it's time for the letdown. So, when we were introducing the Black Card chat room last week, we kind of quickly realized that it could easily turn into like a nigga bashing session and we was <laughs> Which like i had no problem with <laughs> exactly we was like me and jay was sitting up here like oh hell nah hell nah hell nah hell nah we're going to change it up just a little bit so now the new segment is called the letdown and all the letdown is is we want to give y'all a space and opportunity to either ask questions or just vent about how somebody has let you down, how they've done some fuck shit, or you might have even been a fuck person to them. So if you want to send in a message, the email address is T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That's the black card with the X podcast at gmail.com. So, April, what do we have today? Okay. So, I'm going to call sis Christina. Christina B. 
Christina B. Like gotcha. Christina Breathwise from, uh, <laughs> from um, what's my show? Lovecraft Country. Yes. Okay. So Christina wrote that. I'm going to read it as if I'm her. Okay. All right, bet. So I thought I was getting some D this weekend, and so was he. Okay, so boom. We were drunk slash high, and somehow we started talking about sex and asking, have you watched porn with your mate, etc." So here's a conversation. Him, do you like toys? Me, yes, I have plenty. Do you? And he says, yes. The girl says, really? Let me see. So he starts to get this defensive. So then Christina B says, it's no big deal. Not many guys have toys, so I'm, I'm just curious. So he goes on and says, what's the craziest thing that you've done? Christina B says, I don't know. I've tried anal before. Little shrug emoji. He says, I've been penetrated before. (laughs) The big eye emoji, the kind of grossed out emoji, and the confused emoji says, at this point, I'm like, I know I'm high, but what did I just hear? So Christina B says, um, yeah, I've talked to some guys before that maybe had their butt ache or like a finger in the booty or something. He says, would you be comfortable doing that? Christina B says, I don't know. Like, in the butthole? Like, giving or receiving? And he says, what if you and your mate did it to each other? And Christina B's like, like, F him in the booty? And he's like, yes, it's just you and him. Shrug emoji. So then she says, later on, he showed me a dual-like harness strap thingy on his phone and asked me, would you be open for doing this for your guy? At this point, I'm like, what in the Gabrielle D-Wade shit is this? (laughs) I was thinking, is he gay, bi? Like, how does this work? He likes to be done in the booty, but by a woman. So, is it like a preference thing or what? Am I being closed-minded, judgmental? Do dudes really like it in the behind? Did I really travel to Nashville to escape the... (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, I gotta read the finish. I'm trying to finish the... Did I really travel to Nashville to escape the gay dudes in Atlanta, only to link up with a gay dude in Nashville? <laughs> FML. Who Christina said? All right, wait. So let's just <laughs> clean it up a it's little a bit. Lot. So basically, she got with guy. She's in Atlanta. <laughs> guy in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And they talking spicy. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up saying like, hey, what's the, you know, wildest shit you ever did? And so and he then said, like, I'd have been penetrated. And she like, whoa, flag on the play. Excuse me? And he ends up showing her some kind of strap-on dildo situation. Was like, hey, you down with you being penetrated and me being, being penetrated. That's what I got from the end. Yeah, I think, that, I think you got what, what, I think you picked up what got put down. Yeah. So, so, right. so this went from the let down to the low down. Hello? Like, this is a lie. Christina B. Oh, oh. I, and then just imagine, because, like, she drove for this. No, Atlanta to Nashville ain't no, like, just short trip either. What is that? Because it's two hours in Chattanooga. So it might be, like, four hours, maybe. That's a lot of hours. Duh. Now, fuck the drive there. Think about the drive back. Like, nigga, you find that shit out on the, on the wire there, and you on your way back, you got four hours to think about. All right, what, what's, let's back it up some. 
<laughs> April. Mm-hmm. If you was Christina B, mm-hmm. how do you respond? What do you think? What's going through your head? The silence is, is just me being speechless because I think that in my head, honestly, I would be ready to go. I'm like, I'm the type of person I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Um, and I'd probably leave like uh-huh. at that moment and just drive back to Atlanta. Like that's the type of person I am. Uh-huh. So and that's just not my forte. Nothing against anybody that's into that or whatever you do, but that just ain't my thing. Did she ask on somebody else, like, was he gay? Yeah, she was wondering, like, is he gay? Like, because he because he likes to be penetrated. It's the dildo aspect. Was like, man, that's, that's I mean, it's hard. It's hard to make a straight argument if <laughs> you say you want like penetration of that level. Like, for Christina B, bro, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you went from Atlanta to Nashville. I feel like you're in the same situation. Exactly. I'm I'm a wild boy. But that shit is like out there, out there. That's wild. It is wild. I like, and I'm no joke. Like I probably would have been like, oh, like, and I would just been like, you know what? This ain't really gonna work. And I probably would have just gotten my car. And if I didn't feel comfortable driving all the way home, I probably would have got me a little hotel room. She asked, "Was he gay?" And in my opinion. I know people like to say, hey, as long as it's not another man, you're not gay. But, I mean, come on, man. We got to draw the line in the sand somewhere. It's, it's, bruh, this is a wild situation. I'm pretty sure when she was on this trip or when she got with old buddy, she did not expect this to happen of all things. Right. Like, can you imagine the group text? Because, you know, like when crazy situations like that happen, like, if a girl pull out her phone when all that happens, like, just know the group text is, is getting, or that person, like, that one homegirl that she tells everything to, they're getting all the tea. Well, I don't even know, because that mean bruh thought that shit was about to go down. The thing about it is, there may be somebody that is okay with it. Um, I have, there's this guy that I follow, I met him on this trip, it was like a black travel group trip whatever yeah I've been and he has like a close friends group and like the people in there are wild uh-huh. so i feel like he this this dude that christina b's with could find love in this man's close <laughs> friend because they are wild but like i'm with christina i wouldn't yeah man ain't ain't too many ways that you can kind of get in that situation and get out unscathed like you guys gotta back out slowly or whatever because that's Cause you're about to get into another deeper realm of things because you probably feel like he's gay. Yeah. It's like I said earlier, it's not a lot of things that make an argument for him being straight. And so if he's one of those people that like, let's say he's denying his gayness and you have to be like, nah, bro, no, I think you're a little gayer than you think, you know, it's going to be a tough situation for you down the line. Again, nothing against gays, but this is a wild situation to deal with. Yeah, I think like that. That the, you said something because it's like when you're trying to explore and figure out like what do you like. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like he really might be, and he right. kind of he might want to just. Because see. the thing is, if you in this situation, she's saying from what I'm gathering that. 
he is being penetrated by a penis-shaped object. Like, this wouldn't be the first time. And it's not, nah, it's not even just that. It's just, like, it's like gateway drugs and shit like that, where it's, like, you only got them a, a bump away from, you know, an actual male penis, you know? Oh, Christina. Oh, Christina. I don't even know what to say. I just hope, did you make it back to Atlanta safe? <laughs> Try again. Um, Bumble, girl. <laughs> What's the other one? That- for our other listeners, man, if you have some for the, the letdown, where some guy, like my guy in Nashville, just supremely lets you down, please send it into the podcast at T H E B L X C K C A R D P O D C A S T. That's the black card X instead of A at gmail.com. Also, you can get on all social medias, which is really just Instagram. <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> you said it like we got it. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> is the black card with the X instead of an A on Instagram. Um, and uh, I guess, man, it's been another great show, man. I'm your boy, Bird. And I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>